If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And unfortunately, the Morgan Evans-Kelsey Ballerini saga (laughs) is ongoing. And Morgan Evans has released a five-part docuseries about his Kelsey Ballerini divorce single, Over You, on YouTube. It's on you. First of all, why are you releasing this like your fucking... uh, uh, who's that YouTuber who does the five-part series investigation? Shane Dawson. Yeah, why are you do like you're a They're real all person. like seven minutes long. I it's don't only care. like a thirty-minute thing, and half of it is music. Oh, okay. It's so stupid. But like releasing this on YouTube, like <sighs> put it on Discovery Plus. <laughs> Discovery Plus. D Plus exclusive. The one service I don't have and honestly have never needed, Discovery Plus. <laughs> Shout out to them. Well, you lucked out because the best reason for Discovery Plus, for D Plus, was Queen of Versailles reigns again. And then they moved it to HBO Max, so you got to watch it. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, there is a headline in Deadline. Sorry for the rhyme. Um Kristen Chenoweth to reteam with Wicked composer Stephen Schwartz on the Queen of Versailles stage musical adaptation. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. And um, Lindsay, will you be going to see this show? Crunch, crunch. Did you see that a video of her on her Instagram in Times Square? There's a video? She came, first of all, she was in this city, which I'm so mad I didn't get to like go see her. I don't know how I would have. I would love to meet her. I just. Just stake out of Benihana. She came to New York to go to Times Square to see herself on a the in Times Square on a big, uh, oh. you know, billboard thing. Yeah. And she yeah. wore a, 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 a sash that said Queen of Versailles in case people didn't know that like that was her on the thing. Jackie Siegel Instagram. Jackie, it. it's the most recent one or at least the most recent reel because it's a video. The real Queen of Versailles on Instagram. Let's say, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything you'd want and more. Oh my God. And it's a Kristen Chenoweth song. She's so... Excited about Kristen Chenoweth playing her in the Queen of Versailles musical adaptation, which, like, you know, hopefully will see the light of day. I will be seeing it, you know, and you know how I feel about musicals. Someone special is writing it, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Somebody notable, maybe. Isn't it Stephen Schwartz? No, that's yeah. yeah it's Stephen yeah. Schwartz writing the music for the Queen of Versailles. This is gonna be the best musical ever made. I know nothing about musicals, but like, this is gonna be my favorite one. <laughs> is it gonna be like my giant house? Like, what is her? Like, there is no. I'm sorry. I know I've, I've watched all the content. And... Heated floors. I've got to have heated <laughs> floors. <laughs> like, there is drama in the show. There's a reason why we're like, you know, we're literally glued to the edge of our seats watching it. But I'm sorry. Like, what is the musical plot that comes from her story? I mean, I guess she kind of came from nothing. She married her rich guy. She built the biggest house in the world. It's a huge flop. But like, that, then what? It's based on the documentary, which is about how building a house that you intend to be the biggest house in the world ends up being derailed by a recession. 
in addition to being based on the documentary, it's just going to be her life. So it might straight up just be the Jackie Siegel life story. She has an interesting life. I cannot wait. Whatever this is, don't care. Who's the best person to play a little freak? A little freak. The littlest, freakiest one of them all. <laughs> it's true. She's not the main girl. She is the little freak. <laughs> okay, wait. Sorry. Back to Morgan Evans. Oh, so Morgan God. Evans released a five-part docuseries about his Brit about his own divorce. So he also released a divorce single. Did he rush it out? Right. No, we talked about this last week. He released his divorce single like two months already. after they Over got divorced. Over for you. Over for you. And then and she then was she like, how dare you? Then she divorced EP, EP after that. Okay. Yeah. And none of this has to do with Megan Trainer's mother. This is just no. totally separate. Okay. Megan Trainer's mother is a completely separate thing. And that's out today. And you can listen to it. Just finish our podcast first. And then you and can then listen, listen to Megan Trainer's mother. And it will kind of sound a lot like our podcast somehow. <laughs> Not actually, but in spirit. You'll say, hmm, yes. did I just listen to this for an hour? And then you'll think, no, it's a song. That <laughs> no, was it's a different. Podcast. This is different. I am your mother. You listen to me. Stop all the man's No one's listening. Tell me who gave you the permission to speak. I am your mother. You listen to me. You just So our episode comes out. She's done the call her daddy stuff. People accused her of cheating on Morgan with Drew Taggart, the not hot chain smoker. Since the episode, now he's released this five-part docuseries when the headline comes out i was like this is a d plus as in discovery special Stop turns out it. no it's five seven minute episodes yes. on youtube why not one seven times five but don't even get me started exactly so morgan's view count they go from episode one yeah they go 30, down thousand views they go down by episode five it's like sub 10,000 views. Stop. No one's Only like watching it all the watching. way. No, people don't care. Oh my god. Why is it 5 episodes? There's a thing spicy. Like I don't Well, you know feels... who wouldn't have let it be 5 episodes D+. They would have said D+. Morgan, honey, well this, um, this is an hour long oh. special. Yeah, at most. The only kind of interesting thing that you get from this if there's tea at all, it's from his parents who were like he was so devastated. Like, you hear from his parents who are like, he was inconsolable. He was devastated. Morgan's life is destroyed after Kelsey Ballerini divorce. Yeah, that's what they said. Dad. Destroyed. That's the word they used. Yes. In the docuseries, they say that. In the docuseries, they say that. The other part, I don't know. It kind of made me laugh. But then I was like, you don't seem broken up about this at all. Like, if you're going to give me this documentary, he's very, he's very woo-woo. He's very, like mindfulness meditation and i'm all about being centered and there are rumors that the reason that they really broke up was because he wanted kids and she didn't which is like we how many times we've heard that before uh -huh. but listen to this this is a this is a joke he makes listen i'm just gonna click it and listen. yeah i can't believe it's almost over you know the way life goes it's crazy isn't it you like look forward to it for fucking so long and get all hyped up and have some fun doing it and then some of the days feel long and then before you know it you divorced. <laughs> Wait, is he Australian? Oh, yeah. The joke is that you think he's talking about his tour, but then he's oh, like, and then you're divorced. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know he was Australian. That changes things. I said that last week. You think I took any of that in? But, the, I, but also, he's does the thing about country singing, I think a lot of like, when you're a singer, your accent sort of gets a little obscured. So like, you, you, you lose the identifiable pronunciations. Divorce. Oh, yeah, because Australian people love country music. I forgot. That's what you did tell me. You did tell me all of this. Like, Australians don't. Like, it's not like he's constantly saying, like, nor in his music. He should <laughs> you be. Know? He should be. Comments? We got him? Yeah, because you are listening to Who's There? We think call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who them? Who Here we go. Them. Hi, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. 
I'm calling because, and you guys probably got some calls about this, but um, Bossip is not just being shady when they say that Bernice Burgos, they keep calling, referring to her as Mima. She legit is a grandmother. That is a huge part of her coverage that she dated Drake, was a, was in music videos, is an Instagram influencer, and she's a grandmother at 42. That's like, yeah, that's a part of her, that's part of her thing. So yeah, not just being rude, also factual. All right. Goodbye. Crunch, crunch. Okay. But it I is feel, rude. It is I rude to call cra- someone a meme. No, I feel crazy <laughs> about this. We were like, feminism. We were like, women first. We were like, don't call this woman a meme. And we didn't even Google to see that she literally is a grandmother. She is a meme. She is. Just because she's 42 doesn't mean she's a meme. But. A 42-year-old can Can't be a, a Mima. <laughs> she is a Mima. She, her daughter had a kid when she was 37. So she became a Mima actually four or five years ago. Oh, my God. We should have. This was a night. And according to the caller, this is like the one of the top five things about her. I'm so mad. They were, I mean, Bossip was like doing their job and we said no because we were, we were distracted by the iconic headline, I think. We said this has got to be shady. In fact, no. She's a Mima. Well, it was both. It was shady and it was, as the caller said, factual. She's also a Mima. <laughs> She's a grandmother. What did you call your grandmother? Grandma? Granny? Mima? Uh, grandma and Poppy. And then uh, grandma. and then Mama was my other one. Mama, mm, Sheila. Mama. Like, That's fun. No well, Mima? It kind of, well, it kind of implies, who you know, there. <laughs> she lived with us for a while. So somebody got confused. <laughs> Me. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, no Mima. We didn't do Mima. Is that, does anyone do that? I don't think uh, so. I knew, I knew people who called their grandma like things like Mimi and Memo. The best grandparents are the ones that demand to be called things like Lovey. Oh, like Chris Jenner. Like a name, you know, like a name that is like not grandma or even close to grandma. Yeah. It's like, I'm not a grandma. Call me Gigi, you know, call me, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> My mom specifically wanted granny. So my mom goes by granny, which I think is funny. Well, that's, that's leaning in. That's leaning in. One of my aunts. I moved to New York. I started saying aunts because everyone says aunts. I grew up saying aunt. One of uh-huh, my me aunts too. Me too. says is like a little <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to get into my aunt's vibe. But she she makes her grandkids call her as a joke. But like it's been ongoing but serious. for a very, very long time because it's my what? oldest aunt. Grandmama. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmama. <laughs> like kind of as a gag because she's uh, – and. <laughs> It never stopped. <laughs> so her funny. grandchildren call her grandmama. <laughs> That's also leaning in. That's not like what I, you know, I'm kind of referring to the grandmas that are more like, I don't want to identify as grandma. So call me like, like Alice. you will be calling me Leslie. <laughs> yeah. Like call me like. <laughs> you will be calling me sister. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I just had to pause the pod and call in while you guys were talking about the brat. Uh, I used to work at people and I can tell you that. People exclusives uh, for Instagram especially go bonkers when there is a gay couple with a kid. Um, Their engagement goes through the roof when that happens. So I don't work there anymore. I can't confirm or deny, but I can tell you that uh, their audience gets real riled up seeing uh, LGBTQ plus families. So that may contribute to why they dropped some coin to Debrat and her debunk. Okay, crunch, crunch. That's in, that incredible insider scoop. The audience goes crazy for a gay couple in love. Audiences cannot stop clicking on gay shit. They scan for LGBTQ+, and they're like, spotted, clicking. 
I'm clicking. That's incredible. That's incredible. Thank you for calling and telling us about that. Also, why don't you work at People anymore? Go back. Yeah, what happened? Well, they probably paid her terribly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she was like, it was a bad job. And we're like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> mm, let's move on to questions. Hey, BLT, long time, long time. I'm just calling because with all the stuff going on with Bruce Willis's health, I, of course, had to look up Bruce Willis's children, one of them being Tallulah Willis. And when I opened Tallulah's Instagram story, I saw one of the funniest uh, things I've ever seen, which is that she appears to be contacting sort of local authorities to try to get her dog on the world's smallest dog registry. It says, uh, it's a message sent to Guinness World Records that says, Hi, my name is Tallulah Willis. I'm hoping to get in contact with someone at the Guinness Records about a dog I rescued for my mom, Demi Moore. Her name is Pilaf, and I feel she could be a candidate for the current smallest dog. So I would love if you'd talk a little bit about this dog, about Tallulah. I really have no idea who this person is. Um, they seem to have fans and maybe be queer. Um so, yeah, I would love to hear about that. Crunch, 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 crunch. Women do belong in balloons. Ciao. 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 I couldn't find this post, but the time I heard this call, Tallulah's Instagram story was gone, and no one wrote about it, which is not surprising that people didn't screenshot this and, like, write a lot of posts about Tallulah Willis trying to get her mom's dog into the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's <laughs> smallest dog. But I do believe that this post exists because it's giving Tallulah no has posted job, about this dog before. It's really giving no job. <laughs> it's living. It's giving get a job. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I don't want the Willis girls to have jobs if they don't want them. If they don't want jobs, don't do anything. I don't think they need to have jobs, but I'm just saying this no. activity is giving. I have no job. I think I. While I agree with that, I want to make it. I want to be clear that I don't say that as a pejorative. I think it's. Totally within the right of a Nepo baby to not have a job. So Tallulah Willis is a There's, child. Can you name all the Willis kids? Tallulah Scout and Rumor. There are also Bruce's children too. that he has with that other girl. Those are babies. I don't matter. know their names. Yeah. I care about the, the Demi Bruce kids are really like the kind of iconic. Like, come on. Demi pregnant they're Albert, on the cover of Vanity Fair. Like they are. They, they're our back. You know, th these, are, are, these are American royalty as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm not really, I don't really care about his kids with a random woman I don't know, you know? No, no. And also like Bruce, I just, he makes me also, sad they're adults. and it's just, yeah, they're I know, adults. I know, I know. But they're adults. Yeah, they're adults. They're more fun to talk about. Okay. And they've like lived a lot of lives because they were kind of, they were child stars on that. Not because they were actors, although some of them were actually actors. Some of them they did tried play young, a few played Demi. young Demi. And a lot of them played Rumor has had like many lives. She was like an yeah. it girl for a while. Well, yeah. Yeah. It is. She was an it adjacent girl for a while. She like hung out with girlies. She still hangs out with girlies. No, I know. But like she hung out. Didn't she like hang out with Lohan and stuff like at a certain time? Oh, yeah. Rumor was like, I think, quote unquote, the coolest and kind of in the scene. And a lot of people <laughs> yeah. are very, very good friends with her. She has a lot of like kind of funny, surprising, famous right. friends. Yeah. It's like she's been around for a while. So she knows a lot of people. Yes. The other girlies, not so much. Okay. Tallulah Willis. The caller asked if Tallulah was queer. As far as, I don't know the answer to that, but I know she's engaged to a man. So mm -hmm. do with that what you will. She hasn't like given anyone her alphabet. Uh, so we don't know. She might have she but might, i didn't see she i might have i looked and i looked everywhere for like you did willis's proclamation of her alphabet and i couldn't oh, find that anywhere okay well abc to efg hhk element of pqrs couldn't see anything okay 
So glad you you did the whole alphabet. She is none of those letters. I like like talking about the Willis girls because I think there's something compelling about them that they seem to be kind of slightly less tryhardy than a lot of other adult children of extremely famous people. They seem normal. They're not Kardashian in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also think this has a lot to do, too, with Bruce Willis and Demi Moore kind of being out of the spotlight for a little bit. Demi more so than Bruce and Bruce kind of mm-hmm. having that now we know to be in retrospect kind of unfair fall in stature mm-hmm. in terms of his fame and doing a lot of like yeah. shitty movies. But we now we kind of know why. So like I do think that them their parents aren't as famous right now. No. Demi kind of back. Not really. You know. Demi is kind of back every five years. Every five right. years, Demi is kind of Her back. book, she wrote her book that made a splash, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it is one of those things where they're all kind of like one foot in, one foot out. But they, I will yeah. say, yeah. they do all get the tabloid nonstop. They get, ta- they do get a ton of tabloid attention. Yes. That's and true. not just because of Bruce's recent health issues. It's, they, they always get written about these girls. Because of the fact that they always get written about. I was kind of hoping that there'd be something more interesting about Tallulah to like chat about. There really yeah. wasn't. Yeah. But says a lot. I wanted to talk about them. So I made a little game about the three <laughs> Bruce to me daughters Girlies. to see if you could tell okay. them apart. Okay? So okay. it's easy, it's short, but I feel like it'll be enlightening to the audience and maybe so what you, are my even options? though I think you rumor scout or Tallulah. So you're just gonna say rumor scout or Tallulah. Rumor, scout, or Tallulah. Rumor, scout, scout or Tallulah. Or Tallulah. Is Tallulah the youngest or is Scout the youngest? This is one of the questions, Lindsay. Fuck, okay. Who is the oldest? Rumor, Scout, or Tallulah? Rumor. Rumor, correct. That's great. Who is the youngest? Rumor, Scout, or Tallulah? Scout? That's wrong. Tallulah's the youngest. (laughs) Damn it. Tallulah is the youngest. 50% chance, okay. Whose middle name is Glenn? Rumor, Scout, or Tallulah? Glenn with two N's, just like close. Rumor. Correct. Correct. Rumor. Glenn, Glenn Willis. Willis. Whose middle name is Bell? Rumor Scout or Tallulah? Tallulah Bell. Correct. Oh How my do God, I know you know. That? See, these things come back to you. They come back to you. It we, just sounds right. We're sponging in all these like Willis girl facts, but we're never actually like thinking about them, but they're yeah, there. Yeah, they're, they're just like, kind in of in cabinet. my brain. They're yeah, they're getting filed they're somewhere. away. Yeah. Like, I think you might get 100% on these, okay? Okay, well, I already didn't, so. Since <laughs> you know, oh, well, you'll get a 98. Since you know it's Rumor Glenn and Tallulah Bell. Can you guess Scout's middle name? Okay, I'm going to give you four options. Oh, okay. Is Scout's middle name LaBelle, LaRue, LaToya, or LaGuardia? (laughs) LaRue? It's LaRue. It's LaRue. Scout, LaRue, Willis, okay? LaGuardia. Which one launched their debut clothing brand in 2020? Oh, no. Rumor, Scout, or Tallulah? Scout? That's incorrect. Try again. Tallulah? Tallulah, yes. The youngest one launched a clothing brand in 2020. Okay. Is Tallulah's clothing brand, which she launched in 2020, called Willis with a Y, the first I instead of the second I, Willis with a Y, more with only one O, not two, Bell without an E, so it's just B-E-L-L, or Tallulah, Tallulah. The first one? It's Willis with the Y. Yes, it's Willis with the Y. I think it's defunct now. If you go to their Instagram, it's people being like, it's, where's my clothes? <laughs> it's it's kind of gone. I mean, she launched this in 2020 and it was like, I want to make fashion that promotes mental health. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So it's not really surprising <laughs> that it doesn't exist anymore. Like, 
I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I don't really understand what it means. Okay, you already said this, but I'm gonna. It's a question that I wrote, so I'm gonna ask it again. Who made their theatrical debut on Broadway when they played oh. the blonde bombshell Roxy Hart in Chicago? Rumor Scouter Tallulah. Obviously, rumor. Rumor, correct. Triple threat. Who made her acting debut starring alongside her mother? Acting, just acting debut starring alongside her mother in 1995's The Scarlet Letter. Rumor, Scout, or Tallulah? Damn it, because rumor was in Now and Then as Young Demi. So it's not rumor. It's... Well, she wasn't Young Demi. She was Young Demi's little sister. Gabby Hoffman was Young Demi. Young Demi's little... Oh! Which is even weirder, remember? It's like weirder. Yeah, that is weird. You're right. It's kind of weird. It's like she was was Demi's younger self's younger sister. Okay, that kind of... Okay, fine. So wait, you're saying who is... Who made her debut in The Scarlet Letter? Who made their acting debut in The Scarlet Letter in 1985? Who's the youngest again? Tallulah? is the youngest. Okay, so it was Scout. Wow, you got it correct. It's Scout. Who made their screen debut in 1995's Now and Then? Rumor. You got it right. Okay. Which one is engaged to a man named Dylan Buss? With two S's. (laughs) Tallulah? Tallulah, correct. Okay. And now the final questions are just, I'm going to read you some Dylan Buss. They got engaged in 2020, and then they're still not married. So people people keep saying like, they're broken Did they up. split? And Tallulah's like, we didn't split. So everyone, someone else, Tallulah will have to be like, we're still together. Shut up. Okay. okay. I'm going to read you a headline, but I'm going to cut out the names of the girlies. And you're going to tell me who they're about. Blank looks just like mom Demi Moore's G.I. Jane character in Topless Portraits by Blank after oh, Bruce God. shaves head in quarantine. Who looks just like mom and who took the photos? Tallulah and then taken by rumor? <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, I had a one you in three shot. confident. I had a What's 33.3% your problem? chance for every answer. No, you answered that like you were on Jeopardy. <laughs> what? Who is... Tallulah who is, taken by rumor. Who is Tallulah taken by rumor? I'm going to fucking okay. scream. Okay. Some of us are geniuses and some of us can't handle it. Blank Willis goes topless for New York stroll in audacious protest against Instagram's anti-nudity policy. God, this is 2014. This is like peak 2014. still Tallulah? No, wrong. It's Scout then? It's Scout. It's Scout. Isn't that the most 2014 imaginable? Like, the peak of protesting is, I'm going to walk around topless. Yeah. I'm going to protest against Instagram. Right. Oh, right. When the Instagram Remember that? Yeah. Free the nipple. We were so okay. we were so innocent then. Uh-huh. Demi Moore's daughter Blank displays oh. pink underwear as she tugs apart jeans. This was yesterday. <laughs> oh my god. Tugs Is it scout? apart jeans. Is it rumor? Is it scout? It's Tallulah. It's oh. Tallulah. Demi Moore and Bruce Willis's youngest daughter Tallulah Willis gave oh, fans right. a surprise as she flashed daughter. her bright pink underwear as she styled her low slung zebra print jeans okay they're like hooked on Tallulah Tallulah's like main girly now she 100% she's well, main I mean, girly what's next she's a little cool okay two more she's cool Nikki Reed shares rare pregnancy pic oh, hugging no. rumor Willis oh god I said it <laughs> damn it <laughs> quote when bumps collide but you knew she I knew was pregnant, rumor was so pregnant. Gotten this I right. knew rumor was pregnant um, and then the final one, Blank is shamed for not winning awards like Mom Demi Moore or starring in action films like Dad Bruce Willis, but she has a quick comeback. It's rumor also. 
It's a rumor. I think we talked about this on the show because this was in 2019. Someone commented on a photo of her that's just literally a selfie of her like with a towel on her head after taking a shower. And then it says, I ate a bagel in the bathtub. And some random person commented, at 30, mom had a Golden Globe for Ghost and dad (laughs) had two diehards under his belt. But eating pancakes in the bathtub, you put them to shame. And rumor responded and said, she's funny. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Next time I share a post bath pic, I will make sure I reach EGOT status first so as not to bring shame upon the houses of Moore and Willis. (laughs) Okay, you did well. I'm going to give you a 90. Neither Bruce nor Demi were on Dancing with the Stars or starred in Chicago. So while it's on EGOT, it's like literally two of the letters of like the Who Weekly EGOT are those. She's reached. Remember we had that. Remember we like we're coming up with that. It was like you win a People's Choice, you go on Dancing with the Stars, or, or Mass Singer, Singer, and you fill in for someone on Broadway. You're in. Ro- you're Roxy Hart in Chicago. You're. I think it should just be stunt casting in theater. Okay, so can ca- so lots temporary of, stunt casting in temporary theater. stunt casting. You need one more. You start a podcast. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's great. The who we got. Who um, we got? Who 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 we got? <laughs> they're okay. who we got. They're not thems, but they're who we got. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, nice. next call. Thank you. What is this? What is the line from Family Stone? What's so great about you guys? And she's like, nothing, but we're all we've got. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Weekly. I'm calling to ask who Steven Sanchez is. Um, there's like, not, I, I don't really love calling in just because I see a TikTok video or something, but it is, there is some like stuff floating around my TikTok feeds about him being, um, a homewrecker or something, some, some sort of Lothario and the fact that he's like friends with Elton John. So, I mean, he definitely seems who-ish, but I've legit never heard of this guy. And so wondering if. Um, you can provide any context as to whether we should care about this. You can drive race car. Okay, I know who I know this TikTok song. I'll play it here so that people know what it don't is. You've heard this if you're on TikTok. You. That song. I That's what half of TikTok is, where you hear the song and you're I like, know, I you don't know. know what it is. You have to click. You have to figure out what it is. And sometimes the song will link to the song, but sometimes you have to do a little bit of like Google the lyrics and then find right. the song. And I'm not mad about that. It's like, really, it's a very impressive music discovery platform. I mean, when was the last one that was as kind of effective as it? God, I don't know. I don't Tumblr? That exists. Spotify is, I mean, I mean, Spotify does a great job surfacing music. You go to your little playlists that are made for you. You hear some new stuff. It, it, that's that's something that the streaming era has brought us, and TikTok has also brought us a version of that, which is like this type of music discovery. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. I will say, when you hear a song, though, and you're like, that's a viral song on TikTok, you never actually 
know who the artist is. There's no like, because it loses all context of the actual artist it belongs to, I feel like it's really hard to get quote unquote famous off a viral TikTok song if it's presented a certain way, even if it's the most viral song you've ever heard. Even mm. though I know this song, I'm never going to look up who sang it. I'm just not. And as I see these TikToks, there's no connection to who sang it. And I think that that speaks to our generation. Yeah. Because I think there is a demographic and an age group of like, I think, young teen fans who like when you're a teen, like music is everything to you. And I think that right, to them, right, right. they become famous because I went to Steven Sanchez's website. If we were younger, we'd hear a song and become super fans in 30 seconds. Yeah. Because his tour is practically sold out for the next like two months of shows. That's cool. It's sold out. Is he playing like Irving Plaza all ages or what? What's he playing? Terminal 5. I get it. And I get what you're saying. It's a matter of that extra few clicks that we won't do. That we don't want to do. There are like people doing it. But I would argue that TikTok still does a very interesting thing of very much divorcing its music from the artist because of the way that music is used on the platform in terms of like trends mm -hmm. and stuff. Therefore, you're not you're you're rarely presented like a music video. If a music video goes viral, you're it's the artist. It's the you see yeah. who it is. It's very easy. If a TikTok with a song goes viral, there's no connection back to the artist aside from their song. The artist still, I think, has to do work on TikTok. To, yes. To, to support be, the song. You have to be like, I'm the guy. Sometimes they'll people mm -hmm. and be on TikTok and be like, I'm the guy behind the viral song. And you're like, oh, God, what is this TikTok about? Ugh, <laughs> I don't need to know. Like, I don't want to know. Go away. Right. right? Exactly. And that's exactly what happens. So, yeah. but he, because of TikTok, and I think it really is, TikTok led to Jenny and Georgia. So to answer your question of who he is, Steven Sanchez is just someone who started releasing music on TikTok, like on social platforms, like during the pandemic. And then he got famous on TikTok. Now he has a record label and he's officially famous now. It's just crazy to me that like people who started releasing music during the pandemic are now like legit music stars now. Like that's the stage of the pandemic we're in. Crazy. Anyway, so because of the viral fame that this TikTok song got being everywhere, this song was used in the season finale of season two of Ginny and Georgia, which I have not watched yet. I did watch the first season, but I have not watched the second season yet. I watched the first season. I won't be watching the second season. Well, I kind of liked it. I was sort of like, this is the this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I actually I love told every you, episode. It was addictive, but I'm not, I can't watch I that one again. I watched it in one day and I it's, never It literally is like <laughs> deranged Gilmore Girls. It is, it's like, it's like Gilmore Girls, I, like, like put through the dryer 14 times, you know, like <laughs> nothing should be put through the dryer that often, you know? I was like Christina and Mommy Dearest just going like, Jesus Christ, yeah. every episode. Yes. Because I was like, what the yeah. fuck is it this? Is. It's like, daughters, mothers, my mom's crazy. Like, it really is Gilmore Girls, like, times to the umph degree. Oh, no. She fell in love with the mayor who has no clue that something's wrong. You thought Lorelai was kooky? Well, you haven't it's met like, Ginny. Or Georgia. I forget which one. Ginny. Georgia? Fell Ginny. in love with... Georgia? Ginny's is... the mom. Okay. It, you sure? <laughs> Who's the mom in Ginny and Georgia? It's Georgia. Ginny is the mom. Oh, okay. Wait. Georgia. It's, it doesn't matter. I'll tell you that. Brianne Howie. Wait, I think Georgia's the mom. I think so. Brianne is the mom. Okay. She's... So Ginny's the daughter. Ginny's the mom. Georgia's the mom. It this is, doesn't matter. It's insane how hard it is to find out which one's the mom. <laughs> okay. Georgia is the mom. But in the show, they're kind of close in age, so everyone's like, who's the mom? Who's the mom? 
You're telling me Georgia's a meemaw? Yeah, she is like a sexy meemaw. She could, I mean, she isn't, but who knows about season three? I won't be watching. I'm actually probably going to watch season two at some point. Okay. Next time oh. I get COVID, I'll watch season I was two. Say, of, save it for uh, like Jenny the, and Georgia. Save it for your next deadly disease that you that you acquire. Uh, yeah, catch me when I have avian flu. <laughs> so, Bobby's last words were <laughs> Jenny and Georgia season two isn't that bad. <laughs> the doctor's like, what is that? We don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> Josh is just like his head's in his palm. He's like, I can't talk about it. He's like, it's the last thing we did together. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't want to watch season two, but he was dying. So I was like, fine, we'll watch season two. Um, okay. I didn't know that this billboard chart existed. Like, Billboard keeps up with the times. They keep like making up new charts. And I'm they like, good for you, Billboard. Charts. They That's love a their new main chart. thing. I will say they figured out that that is like the thing that people go to them for. And they're like, let's just keep making new charts. People seem to trust us with these. We need more charts. And I, uh, th- there was a part of me that was like, oh, we should who in them all the charts on Billboard. There really no. are only like two. <laughs> they're all, the, they're like two thems. And then the rest of them are all who's. Okay, so top TV songs. <laughs> yes, they have a new chart that is top TV songs. And I don't know how they do it. Are these just songs that are only found in TV shows? or so- No, just any song in a TV show because they have Phil Collins in the air tonight from Tulsa King, which is a very old song. Oh, you know why they probably made this? Because of fucking... It's a, it's a, it's a survey is what it's up that hill. It's a survey. Uh, that actually uh-huh, could have uh-huh. caused it. That actually could have caused it. I think it. so. I think so. Because... All of these are sort of like, it's weekly, apparently, and Until uh-huh. I Found You is the top song on this chart, which uh-huh. might be an unofficial chart, but they still published it. And it's Until I Found You by Stephen Sanchez and M. Behold, who I, we're going to get into in a second. Sorry, number nine is also from Ginny and Georgia. Yes, it's a Gracie Abrams song. Three songs in The Last of Us, the Linda Ronstadt song, the Depeche Mode song, and uh-huh. Max Richter on The Nature of Daylight, which is used like way too much, honestly. Like, stop using that song in things. So I was like, <laughs> well, that's an interesting chart. That's kind of cool. Then I start looking up this woman, M. Behold. I kind of don't care about the order of this chart, but I do like a list of songs that people are, quote unquote, talking about from TV shows and where they're from. Because I do find really that interesting, helpful. but I don't need them to rank them. I understand that's like part of the chart idea is you have to rank them somehow. I don't really well, care. I don't streams. think I don't think they're rankable. Like, it's ridiculous. But I do like that this is kind of like a buzzy way of seeing, like, why is everyone talking about Linda Ronstadt? Well, her song was on this show that people are watching, you know? It's just really nice to like see breadcrumbs like this kind of formalized yes because you can figure shit out why people are talking about stuff without having to you know watch tulsa king they got this information from some survey via tune find so it's like they're working with that other website that's kind of been around for a really long time remember tune find's been around for a long time where you'd be like what was that song that was in that trailer what was that song that was in that show but i feel like that's actually getting more and more important and relevant these days. I think TuneFind has becoming like a much more like well, it's also getting necessary faster. website and service. The, the cycles are getting faster, you know, the yeah. cycle of exciting song, you know. It's like you need every song that was in Outer Banks on Tuesday and every song that was in Ginny and Georgia on Wednesday and instead yeah. of like kind of a slow burn. So uh-huh. Stephen Sanchez, because he's really famous, this is, ha- uh-huh. this, this is the new thing that happens. Because really he's really famous, famous well – Again, to a very certain demographic. I believe he is a who. He is definitely a who. Because he's a who, something happened. Because he's on TikTok, he's now going viral. And these videos from this woman who goes by Willow Avalon on TikTok are being served to people in their FYPs. Because you're seeing the comments and they're like, who is Steven Sanchez? Who is this person talking about? Why am I seeing this on TikTok? And she's 
TikToking things like, this man is a serial cheater, compulsive liar, and uses his success to keep women quiet. And so it's like, oh, he cheated on me, dropped me from his tour, then came back after a few months, said he did some work on himself and knew he wanted and knew he wanted me. We spent a night together. He intensely pursued me and then like dumped her again. So uh-huh. that's what this caller is calling about. Who okay. is this person? Is he a homewrecker? And it's like, well, according to Willow Avalon, he's a homewrecker. And she's just posting all of these videos about him. He's just like a dick. And the funniest part of this is that because these videos are showing up out of context, when she says stuff like, he was a homewrecking slut. Now he's famous and friends with Elton John. But really, he's just a short Elvis impersonator with a fragile <laughs> little ego. Oh and half of the comments are being like, is she talking about Austin Butler? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with TikTok is like, you're served so much shit out of context and you really have to like do the work if you want. And if you don't want to do the work, you call 619 who them. He's friends with um Elton John? I doubt that. He was, hang- he was hanging out him. with him at some event. Okay. Elton John's been really out and about lately. You've noticed that. Yeah. We're going to come back to him later. Elton John's he been really, like Well, he loves young musicians. Days. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm, he has his own radio mm-hmm. station. He loves to put them on. Okay, so... This guy just was accused of like being a dick boyfriend. I, I gotta being say, a dick like, boyfriend. yeah, okay, a lot are, yeah. I don't know. Apparently, he's a dick boyfriend. Okay. The last thing I want to say about this because it Stephen Sanchez not incredibly interesting yet, but yeah. I did also found my way onto the Stephen page. Yeah, the Stephen famous Stephen page on famous Stevens. famous Stevens with a ph. Yeah. I have to read through the entire top sixteen, the first oh, no. four rows, the top square because it is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> okay. We got to do Famous Birthday Game again, maybe next week or something. I feel like that's a game that really does not get old to me. It's incredible. It's incredible. Let's start at 16. Half of these are YouTube stars, right? Yeah. Stephen Lloyd, 22. YouTube star. Stephen Baldwin, movie actor, 56. (laughs) Stephen Colbert, TV show host, 14. Stephen Fry, 65, movie actor, 13. Stephen Mulhern, TV show host, 45. Stephen James Hendry, wait, model, Bobby, 11. You're, sometimes you're saying their name and sometimes you're saying the number. So it, you just say, it makes you sound oh, like you said Stephen Colbert was 14. <laughs> okay. no, he's 58. I'm going to say their number. Yeah. Top 10. Or else, number 10, Stephen Hillenberg, who has passed away. He's a director. Nine, Stephen Boss, who has also passed away, a dancer. Twitch, very sad. Nine, he's number nine. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Stephen Tries, a YouTube star. Number seven, Stephen King, <laughs> novelist. Number six, Stephen Amell. From actor. Arrow or whatever. From Arrow. Number five, Stephen Sanchez, beat wow. King, by the way. Uh-huh. Number four, Stephen Yeager, YouTube star. Never heard of him. Who is that? He's 16 years old. Don't care. Number three, Stephen Scherer, 25, YouTube star. And the top two Stevens. Number Incredible. two, Stephen Amazing. Hawking. Yep. <laughs> number one, Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry. Or Steph Curry. Steph Curry. How the fuck, no offense to Stephen Hawking, how the fuck did Stephen Hawking beat all these YouTube stars? I don't know. Is, Who's is somebody talking about Stephen Hawking like a lot? This means Gen Z knows about Stephen Hawking and this, they're no, talking what, about him. What this means is that there's like a lot of media or buzz around Stephen Hawking going on in like parts of the web that we're not seeing. Who's talking about Stephen Hawking? I don't know. Don't Google Stephen Are, Hawking. Has Gen Z like discovered him? Are they like, damn, this guy, this dude? <laughs> is everyone watching the theory of what everything? Do you mean dis- Discovered him like, like, oh, there's a smart guy. Anyway, so now we're done. We can move on. Sorry. He's a smart guy. Let me guess. Your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work. You still aren't sleeping. You still hurt and you're stressed out. That's how it was for us. So we cleared out our cabinets and reset our health with CBD from CB Distillery. 
I like CB distillery because I like CBD, but not all CBD. Mm. Sometimes you take CBD and you're like, yeah. this didn't do anything. Fair. You're like, did this do anything or didn't it do anything? Mm-hmm. I honestly can't tell. And then mm-hmm. sometimes when you take CBD that works and you feel something, mm-hmm. you're like relieved. Mm-hmm. And CB distillery, I'm like, okay, this is actually working. A little drip drip into the tea before bedtime? Into the tea. CB distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. I like it for sleep. That's what I use CBD for. And this one's a little dripper. You can a little drip drip yeah I a little like drip dropper turmeric tea you know Ooh, I love a little drip tea. drop if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief make the change like we did to cb distillery and with over two million customers and a solid 100 money back guarantee cb distillery is a source to trust we have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com now that it's getting all cold there's nothing like wrapping yourself up in your like blanket on your comfortable mattress you really notice how comfortable a Helix mattress is in the winter. Well, because you're spending more time in your bed because it's cold. Mm, you're so cozy and you don't want to leave. I'm always checking the dock in bed. I mean, you're just like in bed, all cozy, look like type typing on the laptop, mm-hmm. doing fake work, reading a little mm-hmm. book. It's the only place to be, especially if you've got a Helix mattress. There's nothing like it. They have... 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Elite Collection. They have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers. They have mattresses for kids. And of course, you take the quiz to find out which mattress is right for you. And then it ships to your door free of charge. And if you don't like it, they have a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty. So you can try it out and like return it if it doesn't work for you. I have the Midnight Lux, and it's so freaking comfortable. <laughs> And Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. So go to helixsleep.com who and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster and then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. And there it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very Gotta nice. make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Sean Mendez's chiropractor out, Sabrina Carpenter in. I feel like this 
is honestly, I feel like it's a step down on Sabrina's part because I feel like Sean is so plain. But I'm curious to see if these are, in your opinion, any Sabrina potentially dating Sean is any more legitimate than the chiropractor. Okay, got my act together this time. Uh, okay, bye, Weekly Crunch, crunch. Say what you were going to say. I have a really dumb theory, but I want to get your thoughts first. They're literally on the same record label, people. Don't fall for this shit. They are on the same label. She is one of the most hardworking women in music right now. I mean, this girly, her album, her tour, nonsense, whatever she's doing right now. I'm not calling it nonsense. It's called nonsense. It's called nonsense. (laughs) It's everywhere she's they're pushing her as a musician so hard also did you know sabrina yeah. carpenter's right as nancy nancy cartwright as in I like bart simpson the, voice I, I know it's really crazy and a <laughs> it's, va- very prominent scientologist too right nancy it's cartwright. it's actually kind of insane well that's wild anyways sean mendez as we know is really in the pocket of big big record label and i do think that this is them hanging out together going on a quote-unquote date even if you yeah. might see a kiss or two, which I doubt at this point is very much label plant, giving label plant. What do you think? I, I think it's label plant. I think it's classic PR relationship. But classic. I think it might just be because we talked about two of these or two suspected PR relationships kind of back to back in the past two weeks. But now I'm thinking, you know, like everything's cyclical, fashion is cyclical, trends come and go, then they come back. I'm kind of wondering... We haven't talked about this kind of alleged PR romance in a long time. Are they back? Are they in again? I kind of think they didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Are they back with like Levi's jeans? I feel like they didn't go anywhere, but we got dumber and we believe more of them now because of the internet. And I think they're sneakier a little bit. And I think because of like more people being out and queer, then it's that it's more like whatever. Okay, do you know? Mm-hmm. we're more like loosey-goosey about it because like PR relationships also used to be like weddings like get married like you'd have to be mm-hmm. a beard you know that's a real fucking yeah. studio PR now you could just go out to dinner to Applebee's and be like Sabrina Carpenter and Sean Mendes were spot on a date and get like a ton of headlines and get exactly what you need from that and then honestly they could never be seen together again you used to have to marry people could get that that's a huge commitment now it's not a big deal that's true maybe they have never yeah. stopped we got stupid. And also, Demois, it's like anytime anyone's spotted together, it's like, are they dating? It's like, no, they and just were that, like at the same Nobu, you know? Well, I know. And I also know that Demois has her own methodology with regards to like deciding which rumors she will and won't post. Yeah. But like, you have to believe that a- at least a high single digit percentage of things that go into Dumois are from actual publicists who are trying to get stuff there and that Dumois knows about it because Dumois not an idiot. I know. But not even like publicists. It's like friends. People who know. Yeah. Like it could be anyone. It Insiders, could literally be the classic in, insider. Yeah, it could be literally anyone. Friend of. The real question is, do we still think that Shawn Mendes is dating a chiropractor? I've never thought that Shawn Mendes is dating a chiropractor. I've never once believed that Shawn Mendes is dating a chiropractor. (laughs) Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm positive I've never once thought that Shawn Mendes is dating a chiropractor. You're very gullible. You don't think Shawn Mendes is dating his chiropractor? No. As a gullible person, I do not think Shawn Mendes is dating a chiropractor. No, his chiropractor. (laughs) 
He is chiropractor. Any chiropractor. A chiropractor. Your chiropractor. My chiropractor. He's not dating them. I don't don't have have one one either. I'll never have have one. one. No offense if you're a chiropractor. I'm never going to use your services. total offense, but I don't have one. (laughs) But we do think it is a PR plant. Yes. Uh Yes. Uh Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lindsay Bobby to me. Um, I feel like my my wires are going haywire. That's not the right expression. Anyway, I'm not sure whether to call here or the Patreon line um, because of this extremely them and then extremely who story. Feel free to play this on either if you ever want to play my calls. Um, Anyway, Madonna is dating someone who appeared on Summer House. Josh Popper. That's all. Uh, crunch, crunch. Grateful for Sharna. You don't watch Summer House. No. When you gave me a rundown of how Summer House worked a couple of days ago, oh, I was yeah. like completely wrapped. I was like, that's fascinating. Why don't it I watch Summer a, House? It's a fascinating show. It's bad, but it's also good. And I want to be mm-hmm. very clear. I feel like the caller doesn't make it very clear about how weird this is. This person is not on Summer House as like a normal character. He happened to be on this week's episode of Summer House. Just this week. He was a hookup. Oh. A girly on Summer House was training with him in boxing. And she was like, my boxer's so hot. Like, I should invite him to the house. And then he comes to the house. And, like, they don't click. And he's kind of a dud. And then he's, like, waiting by the door for an Uber. And they're all like, bye. And that's literally the show. (laughs) That's it? That's and like, then he's out of the like, show. And then he's and then he's like not on the show anymore. So I'm just what I think is like Madonna being reportedly dating him with him appearing on this week's episode of this of Summer House is like too close to be a coincidence. Something is going on here. Not that I don't believe that it's true, but it's just one of those things where the timing is so like funny and weird. Like, did the Daily Mail wait for this episode of Summer House to drop before they put out this news? Did Madonna's people send a photo, you know, like release a photo to them or so, or something? Yeah, that's very weird. It's so weird. Isn't one of the things, though, that the reason she has a connection to him at all is because he trains one of her sons? Sure. Because he, he works at a gym that I guess is popular and he is a boxing trainer for one of right. her kids. So that would actually help your theory where they've kind of had they've known each other for a little bit but they chose to reveal this on the week that he had extra attention yeah or she like recruited him and was like i need a next boyfriend because i just broke up with my other boyfriend yeah which was again so recently i don't know madonna's such an enigma i don't know i don't know exactly i don't know madonna's a press mindset what does it mean to be dating madonna i have right. no idea what that looks like what that no sounds idea. like i've never seen that i don't know what that is i'm not going no to try to pretend i know what it means to be madonna's boyfriend no idea but this is you're right this is too coincidental this is this is pr and also madonna the thing about madonna right now people were so cruel to madonna after the grammys and i think that she is probably her and her team or whatever i hate using that kind of language her and her team are doing their best to get some good counter press, just like kind of fun whatever press to drown out the bullshit that she's been mm-hmm. getting since mm-hmm. everyone was making fun of her face at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and mm-hmm. why not have a hunky boyfriend who is on a buzzy show on Bravo? Uh, yeah. That's fun. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
it just feels like a it just it's just a continuation of everything else. And I literally am not specul I cannot speculate on a Madonna's like strategy right now because I cannot figure it out. She's just being Madonna. The Instagram, the way that she revealed her kind of at least friendship with this guy was in an Instagram story that was a response to people being mean to her about her face. So she wrote this, which is in a series of photos. It was like multiple captions over the thing. I have to read this correctly because it's like a lot of photos with like one phrase on each demolit. Here we go. So basically she's in his gym and she's like hugging a, what do you call it? Punching bag. Mm -hmm. And what she's saying is it's hard to enjoy the reality that most women get demolished. But then she says in a male driven culture, there are always exceptions. Um, and then there's a photo of her like kind of hugging him. And the assumption is that like not all guys are terrible. Here's a nice guy. Here's a sweetie. I think that's what she means by this. But she's not saying I'm dating him. Mm-hmm. She's just embracing him and like saying this is a good guy essentially. I think that's the subtext. For the Daily Mail to like say they're dating, someone definitely said to them that they're dating. They didn't just like assume from what's out there. You know, like somebody mm-hmm. told them. Yes. It got confirmed. And it is an exclusive. So I'm going to tell them exclusively, too. Who was her last boyfriend that got the model that she just dumped? I'd say Andrew Darnell. Rule, that's we're not talking about Madonna's boyfriends because whatever. It's not that interesting. But this one was interesting because he was just on a reality TV show on Bravo, which is insane. For one episode. Okay. That's it. There he is. Hi, Bobby Lindsay, Tommy. I, oh, my God. I said Tommy instead of Timmy. Sorry. I'm so flustered. Um, this happened over a week ago. But... Liam Payne was hanging out with um, David Hockney, the artist, who is definitely like a contemporary art them. Um, But I don't understand the context of this at all. Does David Hockney know who Liam Payne is? Um, That's my question. Like, did he have any idea what was going on? Crunch, crunch. This is so funny to me. David Hockney, very famous artist. The person diving in the pool painting, L.A. diving in the pool. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Little splash? Little splash? Bigger splash. Bigger splash. Bigger splash. splash. Have you seen a painting that said, that looks like someone in LA diving into a pool? David Hockney. That's David Hockney. Incredible (laughs) artist. So he's doing the, he's doing the Monet Lilies stupid shit where they, they project his work and people go like a museum of ice cream. It's an interesting way to like, I I, I will say, I think this is a little bit. I think it's kind of cool. To me than the, the water lilies thing. But that stuff is very cheesy and stupid. It's all like Instagram bait anyways but there's something there's something a little slightly sweeter about it because he's alive so it's sort of like oh we're celebrating this person you know sure and like there is a nice thing about if you're a young kid going to see this and it's cool and then you like have an appreciation of of claude yeah but i will say i wish i hope they do this with more digital artists because it's like yeah hockney's cool but like he's a painter so it's like do with a digital artist okay exactly that's my only that's my only commentary so they opened this in london thank you and it was like a lister supreme it was like fucking paul mccartney was there elton john was there tom hanks rita you know everybody's there it's like you know the mirror is writing about this he and he didn't make this group pick that was shared by and this is the big reveal 
his nephew. So David Hockney's nephew is the one posting this social. So a few days later or a few days before, you get this article that says, Jules Holland was also in attendance at the London Immersive Experience while Liam Payne was pictured enjoying the exhibition last week too. So at a different time, Liam Payne and his friends come and there's this amazing photo that David Hockney's nephew posts that's just Liam Payne and David Hockney smiling. And I'm like, he has no idea who that guy is. No, and he shouldn't. No. It, it would hurt his work if it, he knew who Liam Payne was. His work would suffer. He, there'd be a lot more than diving going on in the photo, in the paintings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that even means. I don't know what it means, but I don't know what that means. I'm laughing. Does Liam know who David is? Of course. Yeah, he's there. He loves art. He's there. He's there. What Does, a weird guy. Liam here's, my, here's the next question, though. Uh-huh. Rita Wilson would go to the opening of an envelope if there was a camera there, but... Rita really Wilson. Would. Does she David would. Hockney know who Rita Wilson is? Absolutely not. Come on. Get out of here. Yeah, I guess that's fair. No. No. The bar is the bar is low. But though. he knows he knows who Tom Hanks is, right? Of course he does. Yeah. And, and he certainly and David knows Hockney's Elton nephew posted a very special photo with Tom Hanks that was like, This isn't this guy's big deal. Like he was the most excited to see Tom Hanks. Yeah. I don't know why I keep mentioning it's... his nephew, but his nephew's the one who's posting all these photos. Not Hockney, mm-hmm. obviously. He's busy. Mm-hmm. The, 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 He's old. All the all the British tabloids who wrote about this, though, it, it was kind of funny because they're naming all the A-listers who were there, and I didn't know half of the names because they were just like English people. They were British Jules Holland. It was giving Jules yeah. Holland. Yeah. yeah, Jules Holland. Oh, don't, never forget, spelled J-O-O-L-S. Oh, how could I forget? Jules. Jules. He's got that great show. I've seen lots of Jules Holland performances. I don't know. Could I paint? Could I pull Jules Holland out of a lineup? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, just listening to the new pod and your comments about Haley Lou Richardson and Jennifer Lawrence being into reality TV or, or populist entertainment and how people respond to that. Um, I was thinking of the person who seems so opposite uh, when you were trying to come up with people. It's Michelle Williams. Um, I just thought of her immediately. Uh, her lack of, of like pop culture knowledge or even just like current cultural knowledge has always been so strange to me like I can never it doesn't seem genuine or like I don't it seems maybe not authentic and it's always a really big talking point in her interviews like she wants people to know that she doesn't know which is always usually the case with those types of people but um like in one interview she admitted that she had to like get a tv once, just so her kid could watch her at the Emmys. Like, as an actress, she doesn't have one. That seems weird. Or there was, like, a Vulture interview where she said she's never seen a meme before. Again, how? And then she said that, like, she doesn't have Instagram, which is fine, but that, like, she uses her phone to read poetry instead. Again, it just seems like a lot. And I don't know. And then there was this interview on Hollywood Reporter where they did those, you know, those roundtables interviews with a bunch of people and it was like Jennifer Lawrence and Michelle Williams and Claire Foy and Daniel Deadweiler, Michelle Yeoh and like Emma Corrin and, and everyone, there was like a segment and everyone was talking about reality TV and she is like totally silent the whole time and like she never contributes. And then early in the video she does this whole monologue about how she had to like ask someone to put reading material on an iPad. Um, because she was carrying too many books to set and it wasn't practical, but like she didn't know how to use an iPad. Anyway, um, not to go on. I just, I'm curious what you guys think because it's, do you think that it's genuine? I don't know. 
I mean, she's a big star. She's been on Dawson's Creek. She's been around for so long. She has a teenage daughter. Like, how have you not seen a meme? Um, curious to know what you guys think. Also, knowing she was best friends with Busy Phillips, who is, who is so pop culture savvy. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I have to add my two cents. I know this is really long. Um, crunch, crunch. I think we're going to say the same thing, but Lindsay, you go first. I have one name for you. One name. Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips. <laughs> Unless it's like giving opposites a tract, I don't think that you can be best friends with Busy Philip without being like, I live in the middle of nowhere and I only listen to the radio, you know? And I don't know anything or like any pop culture. Every single thing you think you know about Michelle Williams's personality, excuse me, white Michelle Williams's personality. Thank you. Based on her public persona and what she, how she presents herself in interviews will be completely derailed when you realize that her best friend is Busy Phillips because it doesn't make any sense that she's actually the way that she says she is when her best friend is Busy Phillips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a good actor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's a great actor. Mm-hmm. She's a great actor. If the Heath Ledger stuff hadn't happened, I think she'd be a very different public figure. She went through something absolutely terrible. But I'm just saying, like, I think her having a child with Heath Ledger and and receiving all of that attention and it being very negative and all of that and stressful and traumatic, I think that she would – I think that's why you feel like she is not a personality-forward person because it's yeah. all kind of in response to that. Mm-hmm. But anytime, anytime you find yourself thinking it's a little weird that Michelle Williams says that she doesn't know anything about pop culture – just remember Busy Phillips. Remember <laughs> Busy Phillips. Last call. Stop scrolling. Is Storm Reid and who are them? They were so good in the most recent Last of Us episode. I know that Lindsay hates it, but I'm glad that Bobby still likes it. And for some ever disagreed with Lindsay about media. All right. Grunge crunch. We talked about this on the Patreon. I'm over The Last of Us. And I have to say, a lot of people coming out of the woodwork to tell me they agree. <gasps> okay. Anyway, so I didn't watch this episode. Was she good? Okay. Storm Reed is great in it. And okay. my comment is, is Storm Reed a who or them? One, two, three. Who? Who? She's still a who. Yeah. We love Storm Reed, though. But my comment after watching the episode, which is a good episode, it's it's about um, the central character played by Bella Ramsey. If you don't watch the show... It's a flashback episode to her kind of like accepting the fact that she has a crush on a character on her best friend played by Storm Reed. And that's sort of like, will they or won't they? Will they actually like express to each other that they have feelings for each other or won't they before one of them dies? Because you know that one of them is about to die. I'm not that's not a spoiler. So it's like it, the tension is like, will they be able to proclaim their feelings yeah, for each other before death happens? Dies. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. here's the thing, though. Storm Reed's uh-huh. wonderful in the, in the, in the episode. Mm-hmm. And I found myself saying... I'm so happy for her. And I know that you couldn't have possibly timed this. It's not like the Madonna Summer House guy. Like this, this is a coincidence. But like, I was like, Missing. I'm glad that, I'm glad that Storm Reed got to follow up this meme that even though it's funny, the stop scrolling, stop it's hysterical. Scrolling. My mom's because, like, missing. Well, it's also a movie that is out. Right. I pity her for saying. having to make that TikTok that some social team was like, make this TikTok. It'll be great. Stop and then it becomes this meme where people scrolling. are kind of making fun of it. I'm so glad that she got to assert her talent at the same time 
and sure, like sure, remind sure. people sure, sure, that sure. like no 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 I'm actually like a really good actor and I'm in this really popular show. Also, she's famously better on TV. She was great oh, yeah. in Euphoria too. I love her in The Fucking Invisible Man. I love The Invisible Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so but yeah. Storm Reed, who. And stop scrolling and watch her on The Last of Us because she's Stop scrolling. I'm not. Stop <laughs> scrolling. I'm not. I'm done. Stop scrolling. We're going to stop talking. This episode is over. Thank you for calling in at 619 who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for this, our weekly show, Who's There, our weekly <laughs> call-in show. I'm so clunky. Thank you to this... Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly or subscribe within the Apple Podcasts app for bonus episodes every Sunday. A newsletter on Patreon. We just released our March newsletter. Uh, there's a Discord server where all the hooligans talk about all crunch, sorts of stuff crunch. that you can get on Patreon. Crunch, crunch. And again, call in 619 who then believe questions, comments, and concerns. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Tallulah and then taken by rumor. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I just had to pause the, pause the pod like two minutes in. You're talking about the Parent Trap remake. Um, and Lindsay gets it confused with It Takes Two, the Mary-Kate and Ashley play on it, that she mentions Kirstie Alley and Steve Gutenberg, and there's no no response from Bobby. That's Kirstie Alley, Steve Gutenberg's It Takes Two. Parent Trap is Lindsay Lowen. Okay, crunch, crunch. Just had to call in as a Mary-Kate Ashley stand. Crunch, crunch, bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I just had to call in, you know, beating a dead horse here about the Lucas Gage and the director talking about his tiny apartment. And I agree with Bobby. Um, I know who this director is, and I, I know him personally. Um, only met him a couple times, but my husband's worked with him several times, and a lot of our friends have also worked with him several times, and he's truly such a nice person. Um, I had several, like, in-depth conversations with him about lots of different things, and he, I'm a teacher, and so he's like, he was really earnest about asking me about school, and he even asked me about advice for his teenage son, and um, I, I don't know, I really do think that he is just a lovely person. And, you know, having the accent that he has, maybe that's what makes it sound condescending. Um, but, yeah, whatever. He he really is the nicest guy, and I don't think that he meant anything uh, truly cruel when he was talking about the apartment. I think he really felt bad for people that are stuck inside of tiny apartments during COVID, right, because that was the time and the place. So, anyway, that's just my two cents. All right, crunch, crunch, bye. Hi, BLT, long time, medium time. Um, I was just calling in after listening to the segment about Eminem suing the housewives over the name of their blog. Um, I just want to say that uh, when you register a trademark, like the housewives are trying to do with their blog name, basically it has to go through this whole process with the trademark office. And part of that is once the trademark office says, you know, this isn't like scandalous or or anything, so we're okay with it being trademarked. They'll publish it in what's called the official gazette, and then anybody who has a trademark that they think might be damaged by the publication of this new trademark has 30 days to oppose it and, you know, select all the reasons why. And uh, so that's probably 
Eminem thing. It's not really a lawsuit. It's more just of like a, they step in and say, hey, we're worried this might infringe on our mark. And then the trademark office will look at it and say it won't or it might in X, Y, Z ways. And so you can't, so housewives, you can't use the mark in this way that might otherwise infringe on the mark that already exists. Um, the real reason they do this is because in order to, like if a suit came down the line, a real lawsuit that involved Eminem's uh, Slim Shady trademark, one of the ways that they can prove that they legally have the trademark is that they have defended it regularly. So when these things come up, it's really routine for a lawyer to just oppose it. Like some lawyers will literally just oppose any trademarks that come anywhere close to the ones that they represent, um, not because they're actually opposed to them or because they want to strike them down, but because if it comes up in a later lawsuit, they can tell the judge, we're serious about this trademark, we use it all the time, and we've even, you know, defended it and opposed it before. So that's really all that's going on. Um, and, yeah, crunch, crunch. Hey, I just want to let you know that people actually do put money on wrestling, which is fake. Um, not like fake, fake like, you know, a TV show is fake, but, um, you know, still crazy. DraftKings has a deal with WWE and AEW, the two largest wrestling companies. You put your money on, like, the outcomes of matches that are scripted and, like, plotted. Um, so that's weird. Bye.